1: Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee. I'm Bart Gregory, along with Charlie Winfield. We're both in the downtown Farm Bureau Studios here in downtown Starwell Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Check them out at favorites.com. Well, we've got a lot of new listeners to the show. And, Charlie, I thought about doing this because we've been doing this for a while now. Sometimes we don't even think about this. We started doing this show a couple of years ago after the LSU football game when we won down in Baton Rouge. We uh, We were like, hey, let's just get together for Sunday have a conversation like we normally do over our Sunday coffee, and just record it and just throw it out there. No structure whatsoever. Let's just have a conversation. And so it's kind of morphed, and this has been one of the shows And because we have a lot of new listeners who don't understand, you know, why you call something out of left field in the middle of the week and Sunday coffee on Sunday and then the Friday tracks plus deep dig. The reason that we started Sunday coffee is just to get in here on Sunday morning And just to kind of talk. And so that's kind of where we are, the reason we did that. And so.
0: Now, in fairness, when we were doing it after the LSU football game, we were in here to spike the football a little bit. Oh, yeah. We thought at the time, hey, nobody's going to be reading the Clarion Ledger. So let's go in and spike the football, have some fun, you know, celebrate the bandwagon and all that good stuff and. Then a week later, we're throwing that thing in the Tom Bigby River and thinking – and that was actually the tough time because you and I looked at each other and said basically, all right, if we don't record the bad days too, we're just frauds. Yeah, – We're just frauds. And
1: the next week we played Arkansas out here. We threw the pick like early – K.J. Costello threw the pick out here early against Arkansas. They run it back for a touchdown. They win that game, and we're like, golly, you know what? we got to go in tomorrow morning and talk about Sunday coffee, which may not be as fun. Well, it may be a lot more fun, but a lot of things you'd have to edit out.
0: Well, if if you and I didn't love Mississippi State the way we do, it, you could have a <laughs> lot of fun coming in and just – and it's beyond loving Mississippi State. Look, you care about the kids. You care about the fans. You care about winning. And so, yeah, you got to somehow piece it together. You know, Bart, I was leaving this morning, and my wife I always asks her – she listens to every show. And so I was asking her, all right, you know, what do you think? I don't really want to go do this today. And she said, you know, look, y'all get through it. Just, you know, explain why we are where we are. And then she said, as I was walking out, she said, you guys need a theme song. This you really? Yeah, she said, y'all need a theme song. And I told her, I said, well, the problem is, you know, you think of some people who they have their kind of opening songs. It always captures the mood they're trying to bring that day. And I told her, I need like a theme song for bad days and a theme song, like for good days. You know, we've got a celebration song. We got a bad one. So, I actually, you're going to laugh at me. I haven't told you about this. All right, I've got three, I got three clips that I want to nominate for my sad Sunday morning <laughs> song. Okay? You
1: know, hey, I was thinking about this last night. I was driving home, and, you know, I was popping up Spotify and stuff that I've listened to in the past, and I'm a 90s country music guy. I love 90s country music, and I listen to just about anything. But I thought about going home last night that yesterday was not the time to listen to Doug Stone's sad songs. <laughs> well, so,
0: so, you know, so I'm going to give you a couple here, okay? So, here was the first one that I came up with, Bart. Okay. Was, you know, like, if you really want to capture the deep, dark mood on a Sunday morning, you know, you could always go Simon and Garfunkel here. <laughs> this is like uh, Disturbed, isn't it? Yeah, Disturbed, like a little sound of silence. <laughs> Is that too dark for a Sunday? That's kind of dark right there. there. Okay, so
1: Simon and Garfunkel, they were the first ones to cut this song, right?
0: Yeah, and of course, I think it was associated with The Graduate, the movie. Yeah. uh, Disturbed. He sings a
1: bunch of different things, doesn't he? Hey, let me tell you this. It's funny you bring up this song right here because I was actually making fun of this song with some buddies one time because pentatonics no pentatonics you know, pentatonics, you yeah, know they, they have the,
0: like the bad Christmas concert every it's, here. <laughs>
1: it's like the four dudes and you got the, the got the lady in there they ooh and I ooh, ah, and they sing a, they sing <laughs> sound of silence as well it's like it's like the backstreet boys meets disturbed all know? right
0: so then I got this one for you Bart you know Jonathan Holder used to go with Johnny Cash right you know God's gonna cut you down uh, so um this is actually a song that Johnny Cash took from Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor, and after Trent Reznor heard it, he said, "I no longer own this song." Kind of dark, huh? Here we go. Here's the here's the hook. So, a little dark, you know. Johnny Johnny Cash. Cash. Is there anybody, though, that can capture? I mean, he's the man in black, right? He is the man in black. So, then, I thought back to, you know, this was actually my favorite TV show as a kid. And you're thinking, it's not Different Strokes, okay? It's not Facts of Life or Silver Spoons or that stuff, okay? It's like St. Elsewhere. No. It's not not a hospital movie. No. So, this one I used to love because I got to stay up late. I got to stay up past my bedtime to... Watch this one. If this one isn't as like bitingly negative. It's more it's more contemplative. MASH. Yeah. I didn't go with the movie. I went with the team the T V theme here, right? The movie actually has words to it. The final show of Mash.
1: Oh, I cried like a baby. Maybe one of the saddest moments in television
0: history. I weeped as a child. They
1: had goodbye written oh. out in the rocks. Is
0: that rip rap? Wasn't it rip rap they just had goodbye? Yeah. yeah. Hawkeye, and what was the Colonel? Colonel Potter. And uh, who was Alan Alda's character? Uh, It doesn't matter. It was Alan Alda to me. So anyway, that's A, B, and C. My nominations for the Sad Sunday Morning theme song. I've got Sound of Silence, Johnny Cash Hurt, and then the M.A.S.H. theme song.
1: Okay, what if... What if? Okay, so that's what what you're doing right now is you're throwing it out to the Twitter world and yeah, saying there could
0: be a D, none of the above, or
1: <clears throat> or if you have your own thoughts yeah. of what uh, what our sad song Sunday could be, right? And but we we hey we got to be glass half full at times too. We got to have a happy song too, and I'm not talking about Pharrell's happy. I ain't Man, d- of that crap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I need a happy Sunday to get in that mood. I can't occupy that space just now, and I guess. We've dodged the topic. We've lost two so far to LSU. And here's the thing you said yesterday, Bart, that that, you know, as I said, we just gotta take it home with us. We hadn't won a series here against LSU since what? Two
1: thousand three. Woof. Nine in a row right now that you've lost nine in a row. Two thousand three was the second year for Coach Polk in term number two. All right. That was Paul Mahalum. That was Jonathan Papelbon, that was Alan Johnson. That was a long time ago. That was Brent Matthew Brinson at first base. Steve Gendron
0: was a part of that team. Man, those Joseph guys are Hunter. almost old enough to have kids playing. It's yeah, it's been a while. Now you only play them here every other year. It's not like the old days. Remember, we used to play, used to like play the West for the most part. You know, you'd play a you'd play a home and away. So you'd play LSU down there here, but. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I thought we should be playing to win a series today. I thought this should be a rubber game because the two games so far were... Look, LSU's not that good. Now, let me qualify that. The top of their order's really good. I mean, Cruz can hit. Barry can hit. Dugas can hit. I mean, you go through the list, right? Um, First baseman can play. But... Yeah, uh, you know, Morgan at first. Man, I don't know. It was just it – was it it's been there. We've pitched it. I, I, I'm going to make my first controversial statement of the morning. We've pitched it well enough.
1: Oh, overall.
0: I, I, overall, we have pitched it well enough. And, see, I was going glass
1: half full a little bit on that deal. I was going to talk about our bullpen and the job that they did yesterday. I thought Brandon Smith, that was one of the best outings I've seen Brandon Smith throw in a long time. I thought – Pico Khan was very good out of the bullpen. I mean, I thought I thought our bullpen yesterday and I thought our bullpen the other night was okay with the exception of, of you know the, the last inning. I thought we just kind of unraveled in the ninth. So you do have some bullets that
0: you can throw out there today, but man, losing the way you lost on Friday, and how is the Friday game different if you take advantage going into that last inning with a one run lead? is just different on a staff, too. Should have been a three-run lead. Because if Should you're have been leading a by three, lead. it's a different story as a pitcher. Because, you know, I can lay it in there, and if the guy runs one out, so be it, we're still up two runs. Here's
1: what I look at on Friday night. We lose five to two. And, you know, yesterday, you know, it was harped upon a lot, and even by us. You know, we were one for 15 yesterday with runners in scoring position in yesterday's game in a one-run loss. Yeah, that hurts. All right, look back to Friday. In the Friday game with runners in scoring position, we hit 380, 385. We were 5 for 13 with runners in scoring position. And here's why that stat is a little misleading at times. So let me ask you a follow-up question. The follow-up question is when you get hits with runners in scoring position, sometimes you don't score. We only scored in one of five hits the other night with runners in scoring position, which is nuts. The only time – we scored runs with runners in scoring position in the base. hit was Luke Hancock going the other way against the shift and 2 runs score that gave us a 2-1 lead. We had four other hits in the game on Friday where we don't score, which to me is, is kind of an anomaly. That rarely happens, and, uh, but it did the other night.
0: Well, and I'll give you one yesterday that jumps out even more. We did an okay job moving runners on Friday. We we or nine of eighteen in advancement opportunities. How about this yesterday in advancement opportunities? We only advanced the runner five out of twenty two, and then here's the other one. One of the things we led the league in last year, and we came back after the season and said, "Wow, how can we be fourth and fifth and everything and still be national champions?" And the things that we were best at, we didn't strike out. We struck out opponents. We moved runners with an out. Didn't do that yesterday. Then the other thing you did, we led the conference in getting runners home from third base with less than two outs. Yesterday you had five chances. You didn't get one. 0 for 5 with runners on third and less than two outs.
1: That's kind of staggering. And you look in the middle part of the game when you had a chance to expand the lead yesterday or take the lead. We, we, we had, had the game tied, and you, you hit the home run, in the top of the, the bottom of the fifth inning, to tie the game at three. And then right after that, you end up with second and third nobody out. Back-to-back days, you had that. And back-to-back days, you had McGowan on Friday. You had Kellum Clark yesterday in situations of second and third nobody out. And the worst thing you could possibly have right there, one is a ground ball back to the pitcher, a pop-up on the infield, or a strikeout. And we had the strikeout
0: in both of those situations. I'm to the point now. Let's just go with the squeeze. <laughs> let's do something. <laughs> Push a bunt to the first baseman, but don't strike out.
1: No, and and you know, and I know. Hey, I know a lot of you travel ball guys out there, a lot of travel ball coaches and guys that played the high school level are trying to sit there and say, "Hey, choke up on the bat, just put it in play." You know what? There's a little bit to that, something to it.
0: I was to I mean, say, normally when I and, I and I was a travel ball coach, okay. Yeah. And so normally though, when I start a sentence. I'm making fun of travel ball coaches this time.
1: <laughs> I agree with uh, you. Hey, you're right. Hey, it made, along those lines, is I made a statement a few weeks ago talking about the travel ball moms that have the uh, that have the music out there, that do the walk-up music, and they're blaring the music. And I had a couple folks that sent me texts and said, let me tell you something. I understand, but you made my wife mad today. <laughs> <laughs> so... um. Charlie, uh, of course, uh, first and foremost, we're in the Farm Bureau studios. Go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Great customer with all their, service with all their agents across the state of Mississippi. You just can't go wrong with a great service at Farm Bureau. And this is Sunday Coffee. And we talked about starting Sunday Coffee. It was just two guys sitting around drinking coffee. And then our good friend Shane Reed says, hey, it's the perfect opportunity, Strange Brew Coffee for Sunday Coffee. And so, anyway, Charlie and I always get our big tall boys of Strange Brew Coffee every Sunday morning. If I'm in the country, I usually brew it myself. they got those pods that you can order online, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. I got the blueberry cobbler-flavored coffee. Always get that. I am I never waver. If I find something that I like, I'm going to stay with it, Charlie. I'm not one of these guys that likes to try new things. And so I know they have the snickerdoodle and other things, just the plain old black coffee like you drink. Just like your heart, just like the disturbed sound of silence track that we just played a minute ago. But I always go with a blueberry copper coffee. Three locations. Spring Street and Highway 12, then you've got University Drive. That's one I always go to, went to this morning. And then Tupelo, the uh, Strange Brew Coffee House in the Tupelo, Mississippi. So three locations, of course, churn and spoon ice cream. Hey, today's going to be a nice day to get some of that churn and uh, spoon ice cream. it's yeah, going to be warm. It's going to be 80 degrees,
0: going to feel nice at the ballpark. Hey, I wonder if Shane, by the way, would let us, like, take over their music for a day. <laughs> you know, coffee house music's kind of a cool thing to me. There's actually like some coffee house channels on Spotify and things like that. It's like Gap music, yeah. So what if though? What if we could? Allow, no, it's not as upbeat as Gap music. No, it's more a lot of uh, more horns. acoustic kind of stuff. No, it's you do have your jazzy coffee houses, but some of them are more acoustic. You know, Shane though, I think will push the edge. What if he let our listeners vote for the Sad Sunday playlist? But we have
1: also got to have the Happy Sunday playlist. Shane has been wanting us to come down and tape a Sunday coffee at either the University Drive location or Spring Street. We've got to do that. We've got to do that. The first thing we've got to do is get out of bed. I am hear me, hear, hear me out here. I am glad that yesterday, walking out of the ballpark, we looked at each other and said, hey, you know, early game tomorrow. Would we want to think about just going ahead and taping Sunday coffee? and just kind of doing it and releasing it early in the morning, which we really never do.
0: I was in a dark place at that time.
1: I needed a night's sleep last night. I needed a night's sleep last night. I felt like I was hoping I was not too negative yesterday. And going back to what you said a minute ago, Charlie, about sometimes, you know, we're state guys. I love Mississippi State. We've been coming here since we were kids. I think this place is awesome. I mean, Mississippi State baseball means a lot to both of us. And with what we've been able to do, we – you know, go down for BP every now and then, get to know some of these kids. You know, I love I love a lot of these guys. I love a lot of their parents, and and that makes it tough. It, one of the toughest things to do in sportscasting is broadcasting a ball game like we did yesterday and we're going to do later today. When you have an affinity toward a school, which I have a love and affinity, and you do too, it's Mississippi State. And then we grew up, and LSU was kind of the dark side. And, hey, I got a lot of great friends at LSU, don't get me wrong. But one of the hardest things to do is to try to keep it
0: 50-50. And well, it's even harder when the umpiring is bad because that's, to me, where you can really come across like a homer if you're calling out officials. But I thought we tried to make the point pretty clearly yesterday. I had somebody disagree with me on Twitter, but I thought we tried to make the point yesterday. I said the umpire was consistent. And what I meant by that, he was consistently bad. For both things. And he was consistently giving – the ball's three inches, four inches off the plate. I want to talk about that a minute. But I think that
1: I'm, – I'm, and I think I know where you're going with this. First of all, I thought he, he called a couple of pitches, one to Giacomo that was way outside. But I thought we had several as well. It was several throughout the game, not just Giacomo for LSU, but it was several for LSU, several for us. I thought it affected – Logan Tanner yesterday at the plate. I thought it affected Cameron James at the plate yesterday. I thought it had a bearing on pitches that we swung at late in counts. That may be what you're about to say.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm going to come across as an apologist for those guys here and I don't really care because it's, it's not an apology. It's just a fact. What are the pitches, particularly with Cameron James, that you worry about? Me, I worry about spin down and away. And so – one of the hardest things to do is you see that slider coming, and particularly when you've got a guy throwing a hard slider. You see it. You see it. You don't trust that it's going to run and the thing runs away from you. If you're used to that strike zone being tight on the outside part of the plate, you're going to let that ball go. But you you come up there in such swing mode because you're having to be so defensive. If he takes that pitch for a strike, what are we doing? We're saying, swing the bat, swing the bat. You got to expand the zone, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's what he was forced to do, and he was forced to expand it even beyond a reasonable amount. Here's a problem I had with yesterday, right? The point has been
1: driven home to everybody associated with Southeastern Conference baseball about track man being used and the zones tightening up. And they have tightened up. The first three weekends was as tight. It was like Jack Cox of the old days, okay? If you're going to throw a strike, you better throw a strike. I mean, we've seen that in the past of of umpires having tight zones. And everybody knows that. In the midweek games, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah, you've seen big zones. And I think I said yesterday it was big as a hula hoop. It was. So therein lies the point for me is if – if you're gonna if you're gonna tighten everybody up, you don't let one rogue guy come in here and call anything from dugout to dugout and you know, chin to toe, because it just throws everybody off. And and then you say, well, LSU had to bat with the same umpire. But let me tell you, man, other than the first home run in the first inning yesterday, LSU hadn't done anything offensively this
0: weekend either. No, that's that's the point. If you look, we've out hit them both games, and if you're an LSU fan. Other than winning, right? Winning cures a lot. But if you're an LSU fan, you ought to be frustrated with the umpiring too. This isn't this isn't unique. They had eight hits yesterday. They had six hits in the game on Friday.
1: Now, I really didn't have a problem with the guy on Friday night. I actually thought he was a pretty consistent guy behind the plate. He was pretty consistent. He was tight. Track
0: man will be kind to him.
1: Track man will be good. To him. I thought he was a, a pretty good umpire Friday night. And all you know, for all intents and purposes.
0: Um and there are gonna be some people say, well Fristo didn't get a call. I'm telling you, I thought that strike zone was tight the whole game.
1: Yeah, I mean I didn't I didn't see anything that made me think that those were gonna be called strikes. Um now okay, let's let's tackle, you know, what we've talked about last week. I think our guys have done a much better job of throwing strikes this weekend. But you look at the other night on Friday, you know, you get ahead one and two, you got nobody on base, and then you know Jackson thought he had a couple strikes, didn't get them, give up the walk, and then you hit the batter, the pinch hitter, and then the wild pitch. All three of those, whether it be the walk, the hit batsman, the wild pitch, they were all equally as important to put runners at second and third because you've been playing with fire all night long, and you got Trey Morgan come to the plate, and you—I mean—you could just see it. You could see it coming. So I look at yesterday with Parker Stinnett. And it's to me. I mean, and going back to the point, I like these guys. I like these. You know, I hate to say kids. They're not kids. I mean, they're old enough to fight in a war for you. I mean, they're they're grown men now. They're they're the men. And it's not like Coach Boy, Coach Polk, on the boys. Yeah, well, the boys. Yeah,
0: but um, Coach Polk, by the way, <laughs> brief aside, because I don't think you caught this. Coach Polk comes over and stands between us during batting practice yesterday, and Fleetwood Mac was playing. He was Rhiannon or something, you know, and uh, Stevie Nicks was singing. And you looked at Coach Polk and you said, who's singing this, you know? And Coach Polk goes, oh, that sounds like Drake. <laughs> no, I just – I remember saying that, but I didn't hear his answer. He said, sounds
1: like Drake. That's the only one I know. Sounds like Drake. <laughs> Good. Good for him. Um, so, But, so, but it, it's to me, the point goes back to – and I think you're seeing this – a lot in college baseball right now more than I th- more than I think because we just watch our team is you're seeing so many misses with fastball, and it's just baffling to me. And I'm not talking about misses. I'm talking about big big misses. And I mean, you know, and I'm not I'm not harping on you know Parker right here, but had the inability to get strikes, fell behind, had a lot of three ball counts in the first inning. And we're talking about an umpire who
0: had the biggest zone we've seen all year. So part of the issue, too, when you look at – you start to look and say whether a pitcher was wild or whether he had controls. People always go look at walks and wild pitches. But what you have to do, too, is come back sometimes and look at the strike-to-total pitch ratio. And then you got to look at how the counts break down. Because you can lose the zone, fall behind three and one, have to groove one, and the guy gets a hit. That doesn't show up on your walk column. It just looks like, well, he got hit. But li- listen to the at-bats that we had defensively. All right, So the LSU at-bats in the top of the first yesterday. Morgan goes to a 3-1 count for singling. Cruz goes to a 3-2 count before walking. Barry gets ahead 3-0. And then on a 3-1 pitch, home run. Then you get an 0-1 count for flyout, but then 3-2, 3-2. And so what you see are both these times, you have five of the first six guys getting hitter counts, and you can say, well, you only walked two. Well, but the, the command right there is it doesn't hit the walk column, but what it does hit is the fact that, you know, you throw 35 pitches, only 17 strikes. But that was, you know, Preston Johnson, meanwhile, didn't throw as many strikes as you would like. But he struck out a lot. He, he worked around it. He had 63 and 107. That's a little lower than you'd like to see. Um, I thought, though, overall. So let's, let me make an analogy here, okay? If we were sitting here and giving out a grade on a Sunday morning for football and we would grade the defense, there might be a defensive tackle or a defensive end that had a really bad game, but we're going to grade the unit as a whole, okay? And we'll say, well, the unit got to be. I'd say our pitching staff as a whole right now is gets a B. There there's some things you don't like, but look, you've held a really good offensive team to four and a half runs a game. You're supposed to win those.
1: With the wind blowing out.
0: I With mean the guy on the mound like Blake Money, who has given up over a run and inning for the last seventeen innings he had pitched coming into this game yesterday.
1: Had him on the ropes yesterday in the first inning. They had they had guy up in the bullpen in the first inning and you kind of let him off the ropes, and then the second, third, and fourth, you allow him to settle in a little bit.
0: Well, and I'll give you something else about that. Not only did you have him up in the bullpen, he didn't have to come into the ball game. You're probably going to see him on the mound today. You waste, He may even start the game today. And so you had a chance to push him out for a while.
1: Well, Exactly. Not only,
0: going back to that point, it was Samuel Dutton, and he didn't pitch yesterday. and I, It would not shock me if he goes three or four innings today. How much different is it? How much different is the entire – how much different is the war instead of the battle? Yeah, it's like us, right? So we spent Brandon Smith yesterday. Now he pitched great, but that bullet's gone. What if they'd have had to spend the, the Dutton bullet yesterday?
1: I go back to the point of when you play in this league, and every coach knows this, and I know, hey, those coaches are frustrated right now too. I mean, they are pressing buttons, man. You know, you got Hunter Hines, and I love Hunter to death. He's a guy right now that's is, is swimming a little bit. I he's mean, and you see that in a freshman right you now. Always see that in freshmen. And hey, you look back at last year. He's a guy that probably needs to sit for a day, and the reason is he just needs to kind of decompress a little bit and get to the ballpark and just watch for a day. We had the same situation with Scotty DeBrule last year. When we went to Auburn, Scotty was just he he just got in that funk, man. And sometimes you just when you're when you're batting, sometimes you just get in that funk and you just can't come out of it. The harder you try, the deeper you get. It's like quicksand. Absolutely. And so you bring Scotty De bruyne out, you let him just kind of decompress a little bit and then he comes back and has a strong finish. I think Hunter Hines is that type of guy that can have a really good fall a finish for you if maybe you let him take a deep breath. Now
0: well, Hunter Hines is going to be an elite player. He's going to be one of our all-time best. But even the greats go through it, man. And if he's guilty of anything, he started off pretty well. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you just got to – sometimes you take a step back, and that's just part of the process. I, I'm i not mad at him. I, I get it. But I'm with you. A, a day off, you know, a day just to sit and talk may not be bad. Sometimes you just need to get out of the fight.
1: And now, I will say this, to flip the page a little bit. You start looking at, okay, if you ask any coach in America in the fall, spring, any time of year, what do you want for your ball club next year? All right, where's the backbone of a team? Where do you have to start? Every coach in America is going to tell you, I want to be strong up the middle. I want to be strong at catcher. I want to be strong at second base. I want to be strong at shortstop. Mm -hmm. I want to be strong in center field. Well, We don't know who our center fielder is. Right now, we're two for four. R.J. Yeager had a slow start to the year. R.J., hey, let me tell you, yesterday what you saw out of R.J. Yeager, he was a triple away from the cycle. When we let him off on opening day, this is what we were thinking with R.J. Yeager. We're getting exactly what we thought we were going to get with R.J. Yeager, and we're getting it right now. He had a home run yesterday, I thought was a an attention grabber to kind of seize the momentum back from LSU. I thought that home run in the first was big yesterday. Second time up, he doubles off the wall to right center field. Didn't you think about that
0: point in the ball game, though, that we were about to be in for a 19-18 game? Oh,
1: man, I thought it was about to, yeah, big 15-14. But things just settle down, man. It's crazy how this game works. But, RJ, you're getting what you're wanting out of second base. You're getting what you want out of a catcher. and But you start looking at, at shortstop and center field. All
0: right, let's 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 break these down a minute. Center field. Why not Jess Davis? All right, I'm 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 about to make this
1: from a macro standpoint instead of micro, all right? Um, the problem, let me tell you this, and I, I, I love Braylon Skinner as a person, love him as a person. That guy is always going to have, you know, a place at the table here for what he did in Omaha last year. But if you're going to take and bite the bullet with – the inability to hit at the shortstop position. You can't have two guys in your lineup batting under 200. Just can't do it.
0: Not- yeah, and that becomes the the problem with everybody in center field to some degree. You know, Davis, though, I think is hitting 289. You wonder – wouldn't surprise me if we see him again today. I think here's the – the thing I've given Chris Lamonis and this whole staff credit for over the years is being willing to move. Nobody gets buried. But I almost feel like it's center field – we're working so hard to find an answer that we're never going to find one. And there's a
1: lot of things that we don't know. There's a lot of questions that we don't know. I mean, the easy thing for me to do the day that Landon Sims and Stone Simmons get hurt is for me to call the trainer Jason Wire and say, "Hey, what's going on here, brother?" But I respect him enough in his position, he respects me enough in my position that I don't ask that question. That's right. And so that's and I will say the, that's a mutual respect. And so I'm I'm not going to Chris Lamona's back channel something I can't say. I mean, and say, hey, what's what's going on here?
0: Yeah, and I will say this about Chris Lamonis, and we saw this with the injuries, and we know it to be true in other circumstances. He is not going to be terribly forthcoming. I guess what I should say is more this way. not Chris Lamonis doesn't hide things. What I'm saying is he isn't going to come out and say anything negative about a player. He'll just wear it. He'll just wear that criticism. Itself.
1: Yeah, I don't know who's who's not 100%. But I think at the end of the day, and they may have made this decision. They may have told these guys this, and that's what I was going to say. They may have told these guys this, and we just don't know. But I think sooner or later, you're just going to, have to, you're going to have to find a shortstop and go with it. You're just going to have to go with it. Somebody's going to have to play every day, and I know if I screw up, mess up, I've still got a spot. And instead of looking over my shoulder, I think you're just going to have to go with a shortstop, and I think you're going to have to go with a center fielder.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're to that point. I don't, and I don't know that it really matters who it is at some level. Um, is today the day that you, if you're making out the lineup book, that you say we're going to do the same thing we did yesterday? Or is it the day you just say, all right, boys, today we're turning everybody loose on 3-0. and We're stealing first pitch. I'm exaggerating a little bit, right? But – Slate offered, you're playing third, um Jaeger you're moving to short, you know, just whatever. I mean, is today the day we just flip it upside down or is this I don't know whether this team right now, and it's you can't know without being in the four walls, but whether this team needs a shake up or whether this team just needs a hey guys, let's settle down, we're fine. We what? get this one, we'll play well next weekend. Auburn's pretty good, they're not great. We'll get some momentum going. You, you wonder, is it time to pull the alarm, or is it time just to say to everybody, everybody relax? Well, so, okay, that, that, therein lies the, the whole
1: deal. Okay, today I think is a must-win. If there is a such thing as a must-win in baseball in week four of the season, I think this is it. You cannot get swept at home by LSU. Can't do it. And you better win two out of three next weekend. We said before the season started, this was the most important stretch of the season, and you cannot get swept today. So all of a sudden to get to that point of winning the game, do you feel like the button to press is the you know the green button of saying, All right, we're gonna have fun today, we're gonna hit and run, we're gonna Forsyth, you got the three oh green light today, right? Is today the day we open it up and say, We're getting after it? Or is the day the day where okay? We got to hone in, be serious, somehow scratch out a win. There's there's multiple ways of getting there, and so, and hey, let me tell you this. I'm, <laughs> I'm no, I'm 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 not going to talk about that. Go ahead. I, I was going. I got a buddy. I got a, a group text. Got a group text.
0: The ultimate straw man for Bart Gregory is the group text. Yeah, man. Go ahead and just say it. You were thinking it. Well, I had the buddy say yesterday.
1: You know, and I know we tap our chests with two strikes. We're going. This is where we get gritty. This is where we're tough to strike out. You tap your chest. You can't take fastball down the gut.
0: Yeah, well, maybe i to start tapping our <laughs> chest on one strike. <laughs> let's, get, let's get a head start on tapping. Um, <laughs> the uh, who would have thought right now? And you go back talking about this being an important game. There is only one team. No, check that. There are two because Kentucky's already lost. There are only two teams in the league with a worse record than Mississippi State and Ole Miss in baseball right now in the conference. Missouri's three and eight. Kentucky is four and eight. Meanwhile, South Carolina Ole Miss Mississippi State sitting at four and seven. We have we we have better baseball players in the state of Mississippi right now at our schools for either of our schools to be where they are. And so somebody's gotta turn it on. Somebody's gotta turn it on. Auburn is an imperfect team. They're you know, they win one day and then they get murdered the next by Vanderbilt. We just got to get a win today. Make something happen next week. You'll feel better if
1: you win today. You won't feel great. You won't feel great at 5-7. and seven. But let me tell you something. We're staring 4-8 in the face. You can't do that. Uh, once again, hey, we got together on Thursday, Friday, one day. Was it Thursday? I Thursday think it was, night. I think, well, yeah, it was Thursday night on our Tracks Plus Deep Dig. Tracks Plus – with uh, four locations, our good friends at Tracks Plus, the, uh, the great Saney excavators and mini excavators, barco equipment, then you've got the Denny Seamoff mulching heads and Massey Ferguson tractors and implements. And they've got four locations, Columbus and Startwell, Hickory, Mississippi, then in Summit, Mississippi, and Alexandria, Louisiana, the great sales staff of Daniel Fulton, Daniel Bounds, excuse me, put them together. Daniel Bounds and Fred Fulton. I actually talked to Daniel Bounds the other day. Daniel Bounds, Fred Fulton, and then you got Ken Crosby, that in Hickory, Mississippi, Gresh Howell in Summit, and then Hoop Weems in Alexandria at Louisiana. So a great sales staff. Daniel Bounds, his son, played on Sims' team at Coach Pitch. And I struck him out one time, and then I told him it was my fault. And it was. It was, I mean, it was a bad pitch. But he never let me live it down. He called me a bad pitcher the rest of the year in Coach Pitch Baseball. And so I, I was
0: an atrocious pitcher in <laughs> Coach Pitch Baseball. I got heckled, and it got in my head.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was a, I was a strikeout king. I led the league in strikeouts as a Coach Pitch pitcher, which is not the stat
0: you want to have. The woman yelling at me that you need to throw it where they hit it. And I, I stopped, and I walked towards events. I said, ma'am, I don't get many things, but I get that. <laughs> Well, do it better. I need
1: you to swing, and I'm going to throw it toward your swing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> try to hit your bat with this ball. All
1: right. So today, one o'clock, you and I have the call. Uh, we do need to figure out our sad song theme song, and then the, well, we need a happy song theme song.
0: Well, I need a happy occasion to. And then we need occupy a,
1: that. Then space. we need. I guess we need a vegetable lasagna where we're just man. You know. Yeah, kind of the the
0: whole hum day. Yeah. Uh, well today is important today is a day I I hope I really really hope that we can kind of bring some energy to the stadium today I hope that uh, you know it's so easy for me to be negative and that's why going back to what you said earlier I didn't want to record last night because I'd have been calling you this morning saying can you take this out Hey, did we go too far? Can you delete? That's our favorite topic, <laughs> isn't it? The, should I have said that? Um, oh, there would have been a big, long conversation, I'm afraid. But, you know, you back away and you, you cleared up. You just got to go win. You, you, you got to go win. It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters at this point. You got to go win. And you've got the guy on the mound. You want to win. And I think, look, if we go win this game today. Then tomorrow, I think we'll be having a very healthy discussion about where our lineup in terms of weekend rotation ought to be, who ought to be throwing where. But let's not get the cart before the horse. We need to see Cade Smith go out and beat Cade Smith.
1: Nothing else matters. Isn't that a Metallica song? Oh, I should have added
0: that. Nothing really
1: matters. Nothing really matters. Okay. Hey, enjoyed it as always. Thanks again to our great sponsors. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Check them out at favorites.com. Strange Brew Coffee House and churning sp- uh, spoon ice cream, go to com, And they're good friends at Trax Plus, traxplus.com, and Bank First. Bank First, a better way to bank, bankfirstfs.com for all the, your lending needs. And so, anyway, Charlie, enjoyed it as always. Another, <laughs> another Sunday coffee.
0: You feeling it yet? that dude just sounds so dark man oh this would have been me last night but i'm happy now bart you me get you a little pharrell to take us out today no no a little a little happy or something a little happy oh man i what do you think what are we gonna do today we're gonna win this one
1: yeah we'll win today kate smith kate smith going today Um, Hey, we're in the same situation we were against Long Beach, same situation we were against Georgia, same situation we were last week. Got to win today. Got to.
0: Oh, that's not it. Here we go. We're going to get happy, Bart. I hate this song. (laughs) It's awful. I
1: hate this song. Hey, appreciate you guys listening to us on the Sunday Coffee.